Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday and welcome to the Early Edge. Odds always powered by BetMGM. Really excited about the show today. We've got Saturday night football in the NFL. We've got bowl season continuing with a ton of games that we'll cover today and tomorrow. Of course, we had our college football preview as well. Let's see how we did yesterday before we get to the stars of the show. Okay. Um, I hit, listen, I haven't lost yet today. We're going to get this week. We're going to get to that later. Um, I may have jinxed a couple people this week on the show. Uh, overall, we have more green than X here. The site plays have continued to be very good. We go one win and one push on the site plays. But again, more green than red. That's what we're looking for. But we're always looking to improve. Only a slight winner yesterday. Uh, by the way, speaking of winners, the prop show at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every single Friday. Week 17 player props again today at 4 p.m. Eastern. You are not going to want to miss that show. As we always say, after that show, a lot of times the lines end up moving. So you're always going to be going to be a member of Sportsline, but you're always going to want to be in locked into that show, that week 17 player prop show. All right, ladies and gentlemen. You know what this is, right? It's Friday, which means it's Big Pick Energy Friday. I'm a little curious as to what I'm going to see on the other side of this because I think, I think there might be a couple people mad at me right now. Oh, oh, we got, we got some movement here. Barely anything. Mike's reading his newspaper, which, which is really kind of expected, but Buckets, you're looking me, looking at me with uh, what looks to be vitriol and disdain. Uh, I trust you don't know what either of those words mean, but uh, what I'm trying to say is, are you mad at me? He's on mute. This is a bad start. This is, a, this is a, an even a, worse start than yesterday. A tough day, man. Don't try to confuse me with big <laughs> words like virtual and disdain. I'm not here for that. I know that I'm wearing my silly goose sweater, but I'm not feeling like a silly goose today. Sia, you broke one of the 10 commandments of the betting world. You cannot talk about a hot streak during a hot streak. You mentioned that I'd hit my last five plays in a row, which is awesome. But then I had to watch Arsenal lose 2-0 to West Ham when live it was a minus 1,500 for our bet to cash. So, Sia, I just want to say thank you for ruining my hot streak. And in return, from one friend to another, I want to bring up your hot streak because I don't think you've missed a bet yet this week, if I'm not mistaken, correct? That is correct. I'm 6-0 and so far. All right. That's impressive. Congratulations. I hope and I bet that continues. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm losing my bet today. So everybody needs to fade me. Danny, I saw you kind of shaking your head. What's funny about this is that I, I not only jinxed buckets this oh. week, I jinxed Tim Doyle from the Wednesday show because he came into that show 4-0 and and I touted that he hadn't lost a bet. And then, boom, hours later, he loses a bet. I mean, look, we all know that we're here with the analysis, with the sharp takes every day, but all of us betters know I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. These things matter. <laughs> These things matter. Uh, okay, we got to get to our marquee matches. Buckets, can I ask you one other thing? You sent out a tweet yesterday that you were putting together 
the bookshelf that appears to be assembled behind you. I can tell you when you sent out that tweet, I, I literally got anxiety. It just poured over me because when it comes to like putting things together, I'm, I'm not that guy. And it, and it didn't seem to me like you were that guy based on your tweet. Were you able to successfully, you and Freya, to put that bookshelf together? So Jake will know that I was actually late to the show today. I was up until 4 a.m. putting not one, but three bookshelves together from Ikea you can see they're all empty right now. I got to get some, got to be like Mike a little bit, get some, probably not football helmets for me, but get something on them. But at least they're together. That's all that matters. All right. They are together. Uh, Mike McClure, we're going to get bring you in on this show because speaking of football, we've got some marquee matchups to discuss before we get to our official plays. Let's start with some Friday night football. We've got Notre Dame. We've got Oregon State. Mike McClure, this is a six and a half point spread in favor of, of course, Notre Dame. We've got a 41 and a half point total. I, I think if you're not following bowl season, you, you know, there's a lot of these teams have a ton of opt outs, a, a ton of maybe some injuries here and there transfer portal. Unfortunately, in this Notre Dame, Oregon State game, we've got a lot of that. And it starts at the quarterback position. No DJU for Oregon State. Uh, no Sam Hartman for Notre Dame. A lot of other key players out here. Oregon State really actually going with their third string here, although he does have some experience. Notre Dame with their second string. I don't really know which direction. I have a lean here, which I'll give out a, a little bit later. I'm not sure which direction I'm going here. Do you have a lean in this one? Yeah, see, so look, if I'm leaning anyway, it's Notre Dame minus six and a half here. I personally believe it should be seven or seven and a half. And I actually think it probably closes right at that seven number. Uh, both teams definitely dealing with issues, whether it's transfer portal, coaching, all of that. No one's really been hit as hard as Oregon State, though. Uh, when you lose a coach like this, going to Michigan State, not only the starting quarterback, but the backup, both of them in the transfer portal, and their top running back, Martinez. He was fantastic for them all season, really extended drives. They leaned on their defense, played a certain style of football, one that I don't think they're going to be able to replicate quite as easily, and I'm not sure what the motivation, frankly, looks like there. I know some of the kids, a lot of them, obviously still playing for future jobs there, uh, but it is an uphill battle. On the other side, uh, for Notre Dame, I actually think they've got really good uh, running backs and ground game that's going to help the young quarterback who, frankly, looked okay at times when he was able to play. So I think this is Notre Dame or nothing here for me up to that key number of a touchdown of seven. Yeah, I'm going to agree. It's probably Notre Dame or nothing for me. I mean, I, I really went back and forth, but I do think offensively in particular, Oregon State's identity is so tied up with DJU and him not being there. I, I, I do think it's a big difference. Uh, in terms of like how that offense is going to operate. Obviously, we're not going to see a ton of offense in this game, but I would lean to Notre Dame. It's always it's always a question, though, when you have a 41 and a half point total and you have a spread that's like touching or at least uh, nearly touching a touchdown. So it, it's a no play for me. Ultimately, let's see what happens with the line before kickoff. If this thing if Mike is right and this thing gets up to like seven and a half, I, I may have to go Oregon State there. But again, Probably not touching this one. I'll tell you, this next game we're going to talk about, though, at 8 o'clock. By the way, this Notre Dame-Oregon State game is at 2 o'clock today. I might have said Friday night. Uh, the Friday night game is going to be Missouri-Ohio State. That's at 8 o'clock. This one, I have a cup. I have a lean and I have a play and an official play. I'll wait on the official play. But, Mike, I want to hear from you here. We've got Ohio State minus 4.5. It's a 49-point total. Um, we, we know from a, from an opt-out standpoint and just from transfer portals and things of that nature, Ohio State, they're, they're not going to have McCord. Um, they, they've got Devin Brown in there, which is just interesting. He's been on the team. I'm not sure how good he is. Missouri's most of their teams intact. They got a couple injuries on the defensive side of the ball. 49 point total, four and a half point spread here. Any leans in this one? 
Uh, for me, it's going to be Missouri, uh, plus four and a half. I like the motivation there. You know, the question always becomes with Ohio State, uh, you know, how good are the guys that have been essentially on the bench or playing limited number of snaps? Typically, they're very good because they recruit very well up and down, and, and some of them just need opportunity, right? So that's always the question mark. I think the motivation is extremely high. I love the coaching staff for Missouri. I love what they're building there, uh, and it's a very difficult conference that they play in overall. They played a number of tough games. They were a team very much like Kansas State that you saw last night. That team, yes, they had and racked up a decent number of losses throughout the year, but they were competitive in a ton of big games against a ton of big schools very easily could have been one or two lost teams overall. So I like Missouri getting points here. Uh, I want to see it first on the Ohio State side. I know you're betting against, again, elite talent anytime an Ohio State football team takes the field. But the running game and, frankly, the passing game too, I just like Missouri. I think they're highly motivated, and this win would mean a lot to that program. Yeah, I agree. And and we still don't have a ton of clarity on some of the key players for Ohio State that, that are actually playing in this game. So if you're looking to play the spread here, I mean, listen, if you have an idea of who's going to play, then go ahead and bet this game. But you could also wait until like an hour or so before kickoff, get a better idea and, and play it at that point. I, I would also lean to Missouri. I do think Ohio State is a little bit more motivated than, than people think. But Missouri, this is clearly like more of a Super Bowl game for them as opposed to um, the Ohio State Buckeyes. So something to consider there. I have an official play on this game, and it doesn't touch the spread. It actually touches the total. So stay tuned for that. By the way, Shamir Rahim, I, I thought that said, he's in the chat. He says, shout out from Canada. For a second, I thought that said Shamir Rahm, and I was thinking golf. By the way, the Century Tournament of Champions, it's next week. We're going to start having golf picks on this show. We're going to have the early wedge coming back in, in about a less than a month here. So look out for golf picks and look out for buckets too. Buckets, what did you have to say? I got a real quick question. I'm a bit late on this. Was that called the Frosted Flakes Bowl, the last one we just covered? It is. It is. the. It's the like the Tony the Tiger or something. Yeah. You know what's funny about that? Um, I was I, I saw that yesterday. I was doing a show and, and we talked about that. And we got into a conversation about favorite cereals. And I went back to like childhood cereals because I think that's more fun, like the sugar cereals we, we all ate. So let's go around the horn here. By the way, if you have a favorite cereal, um, put it in the chat. I'm going to start. Uh, Lucky Charms for me. I was I, Listen, I, I ate Cocoa Krispies, Cocoa Puffs, you name it, all the sugar cereals, Cookie Crisp. It was Lucky Charms that was my favorite. Uh, Danny, I'm going to you next. This is a particularly nostalgic question for me because my mom wouldn't let me have any of the, the high sugar cereals. She was getting the dusty Kashi boxes at the top of the shelf. So when I went over to my friend's houses and I got to experience Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I mean, holy smokes, what a life changing experience. So it's got to be it's got to be the Toast Crunch for me. OK, that's really good, Mike. I'm going to you next. But let me tell you something. A cereal that doesn't get enough credit that is so good, yet so underrated. It's in the cinnamon toast crunch genre. Golden grams. Golden grams are delicious. Mike McClure, your favorite cereal as a child. Uh, for me, it would be the Lucky Charms, although I, I would have to be honest with you. I ate many of the uh, sugary cereals across the board. So, you know, I, I like them all, but I'll go with the Lucky Charms. Those little right. marshmallows really enjoyed that. And and Buckets, you brought us to this point here. I, I love the cereal chatter. We talked about Pop-Tarts a little yesterday. Let's go with sugar cereals. By the way, it's, it's the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. So, I mean, I get all of these confused. Tony the Tiger, Frosted Flakes. Is it Frosted Flakes, Flakes Buckets or is it something else that you love? 
I'm I'm a bit of a weird one here. I've got a tie between two. The first one being Cocoa Puffs here because I was always cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs as a kid. But the kind of surprise one, the dark horse here, post-select blueberry morning. My favorite food on the planet is blueberries. So anything that you throw blueberries in, I'm here for it. Wow. Um, all right. That, those are those are good selections. CID says special K. That's not fun at all. You may as well have said cornflakes. Like, come on, we got to do better than that. Uh, waffle crisp. I have never heard of Capper Taylor, but it sounds delicious. All right. What else is delicious? Instead of Monday night football, we're going to go to one more key matchup. We've got Saturday night football in the NFL, and it's such a tasty matchup. Yes, I, I use that word uh, on purpose. Lions plus five and a half. You know, I believe this was six and a half when it opened. It might have been six, kicked up to six and a half. Now it's plus five and a half. I think this is a more appropriate number. Six and a half was way too much, in my opinion. Uh, we've got a total of 52 and a half. I believe this is the highest total on the entire week 17 slate. Wouldn't surprise me if this kicks up to 53, to be honest with you. Mike McClure, we were on HQ on Monday night, and we talked about this game specifically. Share with everyone your thoughts, or maybe your, your thoughts have been modified since then. Yeah, so I lean the Dallas side here. Uh, it's not something I'm electing to play a ton. However, I will include the Cowboys' money line in a parlay this week. Uh, I think they definitely end up winning this game. I think bouncing back for them is going to be significantly correlated to playing at home, indoors, in the controlled environment. Now, Detroit is a team that also enjoys playing indoors in that controlled environment, but I, I think it's a good bounce-back spot for Dallas. Uh, if you want to isolate their team total – and in the first half of the game, I think that's fine as well. Uh, on the Detroit side, you know, they it, capturing the number one seed is very, very much a long shot. Remaining healthy, very much the goal uh, now that they've clinched. I personally think there's a little bit of a hangover from them clinching a playoff spot uh, in this particular uh, matchup here. So I'm actually a little low on Detroit. I made the number 6.5. My total is exactly 52. Um, so relatively close to where it was opening. If this were to get down to four and a half at some point, then I would be interested in the Cowboys side. Uh, I don't think we see it though. I think it's going to mostly hover in kind of this dead range at five, five and a half. So if I were to play it, it would unfortunately be a live play, not a, a pregame play on Dallas. Yeah, I, I like the lines here. I mean, I understand the, the splits, especially when in, in Mike, you, you kind of chronicled this on Monday on HQ, but the splits, not when it comes to Jared Goff, because I mean, I think those splits are a little less relevant since he gets to play in a dome. And Danny, I'm coming to you next. But Dak splits specifically the Cowboys. I mean, they definitely pour it on at home, but the, I, I don't think that means necessarily that Detroit can't keep pace with them, especially with what I think is a dual threat running game and passing game. But there are a lot of sharp people that just think the Cowboys are going to blow out the Lions here. Danny, what say you? Oh, and by the way, before you open up about this Lions-Cowboys game, we've got about a 5-to-1 ratio, actually even greater, maybe 6-to-1 for those who are watching versus those who have hit the like button. Let's try to get that to like a 50-50, 2-to-1 split if we can. Everybody hit the like button while Danny is telling us who he likes, the Cowboys or the Lions. Well, the debate about the spread is super interesting. So I'll go to the total and give you guys another take there. Totals that have been above 50 or more in the last two years, 27 and 12 to the under. It's a 69% rate. And getting in front of the under, or you know, backing the under in this game sounds like a terrifying prospect. But early money is coming in on the over, not surprisingly, right? Like Sia mentioned, Dome Stadium, Cowboys at home where their offense thrives, golf indoors much more efficient than outdoors. Yet the total came down from 53 and a half to 52 and a half. So maybe some reverse line movement in the market. I kind of want to see what happens, but it feels like 
everyone's going to bet the over, yet the total's coming down. So weirdly enough, due to the trends and perhaps the perception there's going to be more scoring than there actually might be in this uh, important game for both clubs, uh, I lean under, funny enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think the under is probably the sharp play here. I, I know uh, Rick Von Cannon, uh, by the way, that's just the, the most elite uh, last name, Rick, and I know you're a big supporter of this show. I know you've already hit the like button. Uh, he likes the Cowboys team total over 28 and a half. You know, normally I, I might be on that side, but Danny, to your point, I'm starting to feel like to me, if Detroit wants to win this game, I think they have to establish the run. I think they have to keep Dallas off of the field. And I think David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs go a long way into covering this spread, but perhaps getting this total down from, let's say, 52 and a half to like hitting the under maybe a maybe a you know, 47 total points. You know, that that kind of thing, a 27 to 20, uh, maybe like a, a 24 to 23 type game. So that's probably what I'm looking at as well. Where can you place these Dallas Cowboys or Detroit Lions bets? BetMGM, well, that's certainly one place. BetMGM has all the action for every sports fan. New BetMGM customers can sign up today and get a first bet offer up to $1,500. If your first bet loses, you will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets with bonus code EDGE1500. That's EDGE1500. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to get to our official picks. Buckets is seeking revenge against the sports books. He was on fire. I jinxed it yesterday. We're going to try to start a new streak. But before we do that, Buckets, by the way, I'm sorry. Before we do that, we have to hear a message from our partners. All right, we are back. And it's time for you, Buckets, to give out another play. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not like normally I'll, I'll lead in with how hot you were or, or something about how good you are at soccer. But I'm just going to like let it lie. What do you have today for the people? See, if you're going to say anything, it just needs to be you calling me out for a showdown on this one. That's the only thing I'm okay with you saying on this play. <laughs> but we're going to the English Championship today in a match between Southampton and Plymouth Argyle at 1 p.m. this afternoon. I know that there's Italy's Serie A this afternoon, but I am not touching a single one of those games. That's not where we're going to find the value today. There are only three guarantees in this world. Death, taxes, and Plymouth Argyle getting absolutely rocked when they are on the road. This Plymouth side is terrible when they're not in front of their home fans. They are a newly promoted, newly promoted side to the English Championship, and frankly, they are outclassed through and through here. We have seen them concede three or more goals already this season in single matches to Ipswich Town, to Cardiff Town, to Middlesbrough, and to more, and I think it happens again this afternoon. I'm taking Southampton over two and a half team total, which means Southampton alone has to score three or more goals this match at minus 110. And I would not be shocked if this is the kind of match that does end up ending 4-0, 5-0, maybe something crazy like 6-0. Southampton is just way too good at home, and Plymouth is just appalling on the road. Wow, appalling indeed. The the road home splits. We go from Jared Goff to Southampton. I absolutely love that transition. All right, um, great pick, Buckets. Again, I'll leave it alone. We'll go to my pick. So I talked about this Missouri-Ohio State game, which again is tonight at 8 o'clock. Uh, we've got games really throughout the day, uh, but this one is the last game of the night tonight. Let's see if I can keep – like I'm going to just try to like put the jinx thing away. I haven't lost a bet this week, uh, and I think I'm going to continue, and I'm saying this only to just, just get people in the sort of mindset that maybe this jinxing thing isn't really a thing after all. We'll find out tonight after the first half because I've got a first half under here, 24 and a half. Listen, Missouri puts up a lot of points, yards per play, points. I mean, if you just look at the box scores, they are loading up on teams in the 30s pretty frequently. 
But this is Ohio State. This is a different defense. And I really feel like both of these teams, particularly in the first half, are going to be more in a feeling out process. I mentioned the term Super Bowl. I, I do think this is one of those where you don't want to lose the game early, especially on the Ohio State side where you have Devin Brown coming in. And I got to be honest, I'm not so sure Devin Brown is a very good quarterback. I could be wrong there. We haven't seen a lot of tape on Devin Brown, but it's just one of those things where I don't think Ohio State is going to want to roll him out, especially if Marvin Harrison isn't playing in this one. And frankly, even if he is, I don't think he plays a full allotment of the game. I think we're going to see a lot of the backup receivers in this game. But the long and short of it is, I think Ohio State plays sort of not to lose in the first half. Make sure Devin Brown doesn't cost you. Lean on the defense. And I think Missouri is going to do the same thing. I think Missouri is going to move the ball here and there, but I think it's going to be sporadic. And again, because of that feeling out process, I really like the first half here as opposed to the full game. I also lean to Missouri here in terms of the plus four and a half. Let's see where that line ends up. I'm going to wait on that. But give me the first half under here, 24 and a half at minus 122. If you see this at at, uh, 24, that's okay too. The push is certainly in play. But at 23 and a half, if you see this under at 23 and a half, just wait. It will tick up to 24 at the very least. So do not take this at 23 and a half. I'm okay at 24 as long as the juice is minus 110 or shorter. And again, at 24 and a half, really like this number at minus 122. All right. Well, that's my pick for college football tonight. Let's see if I can keep the streak alive. And speaking of streaks, the Sportsline site picks, they've actually been quite good uh, over the last few days when we, we really just started putting them on the screen here during the early edge. And I don't think we have a loss there either. I think we're 3-0-1. Whoopsies. Okay. Clemson minus three and a half at the Gator Bowl. That's at 12 o'clock today. So that's in an hour and a half. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Uh, and then we've got Ole Miss. This is the Peach Bowl. Ole Miss plus four and a half. This game is tomorrow at noon. We've got Ole Miss plus four and a half in this one. Okay, those are the two site picks. And by the way, if you want to get these picks early, where do you go? You go to sportsline.com. If you haven't joined, you go to sportsline.com slash join. And you will get 60% off our annual plan as long as you type in promo code Winners, 60% off the annual plan. Type in promo code winners for all the picks early. And by the way, Sportsline, for all of you that already know, it's not just a pick site. We got a ton of data and DFS material behind that paywall as well. All right, Danny Brasco, we're looking to the NFL and we're looking to get on some of these lines now. Before we do that, we have to hear a message from our partners. We've got a Sunday card. You've got two games you want to talk about. Let's hear it. Let's get into it. By the way, I'm super impressed. And my colleagues say Buckets, Death Taxes, and Plymouth Argyle. See ya, claiming jinxes aren't real. What a Friday we have. Let's win some NFL bets, and let's kick it off with two underdogs. Guys, I'm going to bet a lot of dogs going down the stretch of the season here. I'm trying to stand in front of the public. The public was winning at a historic rate to open the season. Uh, So closing the season, I expect them uh, to do poorly, and I want to be on the opposite side. And that begins with the Saints, plus two and a half. Now, Sportsline members... You got this when I put it out on the site at plus three. Just a couple hours later, sharp action moved this line. So you guys probably did it yourselves. Uh, But now they're two and a half. I'm still willing to take it here. Obviously, three is a way better number. If you want to buy that half point up to minus 130, you can. I don't love the juice. I think they win this game outright. I'm expecting people to be high on Baker and the Bucs. They're on a four-game win streak. And I get it. They looked great against the Packers. Uh, They dominated the Jaguars. But the Packers have been a very odd team this year. They've had a lot of duds and performances. And the Jaguars were just an injury-ridden team. That was a shell of Trevor Lawrence. Their defense is super banged up. Uh, So while uh, Baker and the pass game has looked really nice and may be able to expose the Saints, 
I'm not buying it. I think uh, the the time that you want to buy Baker is that is as an underdog, not as a favorite. And take a look at his splits. I mean, the guy is uh, is certainly a lot worse as a, as a as a favorite than a dog. Same can be said about uh, Derek Carr as a favorite, 20, 37 and two against the spread. As an underdog, 52 and 46 against the spread. No one's going to want to buy Derek Carr, but with a healthy Chris Olave, this pass pass attack is dangerous. And basically, you see the line making the book uh, making the Saints. An even team, pretty much neutral. You're not even giving the full three points to the Bucs at home here. So look for the public to back the Bucs. I'll back the Saints in an unlikely win for the NFC South division with everything on the line here. Next up, another ugly, ugly dog. And I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals plus 12. I gave this out actually on the opposite end, plus 11. And they're up another point. Well, I'm expecting the public to be all over the Eagles in a blowout. But Kyler Murray is actually 15-6-2 against the spread as a road underdog and 12-10 and 10 straight up. He's getting double-digit points here. Now, the concern and the caveat is that he's been sick this week and he's been held out of practice. But it's been deemed as a holiday bug by head coach Jonathan Gannon, who's going to want to get a win here against the Eagles. And uh, I think that Murray will be good to go. Uh, right now, the Eagles 0-2-1 against the spread as favorites of seven or more this season. And I don't think they deserve to be laying that against anyone with this porous secondary. Uh, Kyler Murray, Trey McBride, those guys over the middle connecting, I think they can score in this Eagles uh, defense. So while the Eagles, I do expect them to win this game, laying double digits has not been a profitable endeavor for them. I'll take the road dog, Kyler Murray, in a profitable spot and hold my nose to cover this plus 12. Yeah, I mean, we've seen the Cardinals, in spite of Kyler Murray just being a very average, if not below average quarterback, we've seen them recently against pretty good defenses, front fours, front sevens, like the Eagles, really move the ball. We saw it against the Niners just a couple of weeks ago, where they were able to, able to run and pass the ball. So I think this is a pretty sharp play. By the way, on my play here, the 24 and a half, just know that the books are all over the place. And I think it's because we're not exactly sure, particularly on the Ohio State side, um, who's going to play. I noticed one book somebody pointed out in the chat is at 25 and a half. So if you can shop your lines, that first half under is 25 and a half at some books. It's still 24 at other books and 24 and a half at other books. So uh, my, my sense is this thing is going to tick up. So if you haven't taken it already, you can probably wait because this might settle at 25, 24 and a half as a worst case scenario. That's how I'm seeing this. So again, if you haven't already placed it, maybe you wait a little bit and this line grows at least by a half a point. Go ahead, Danny. Just wanted to say, well, I was looking for a stat that I couldn't find when I was speaking on the Saints. Uh, Baker Mayfield as an underdog, 26 and 21 against the spread. As a favorite, 13, 25, uh, 25 and 1 against the spread. Baker as a dog is the play, not as a favorite. And I know everyone in the chat's going to be on the Bucks, uh, but that's not to disrespect anyone. Kind of why I like the Saints. All right. I like it. I like it. And Mike McClure, I know if it's Friday. You've got an obscure total to talk to us about that's probably going to cash before the eight-minute timeout uh, because that's what happened last Friday, I believe. Uh, but either way, uh, by the way, we, we you and I are going to be on Fantasy Football Today DFS in literally 31 minutes. So if you're looking for DFS and maybe a prop angle on some of the DFS plays, um, tune in to our Fantasy Football Today DFS show. Again, it's every, every Friday at 11 o'clock. But Mike, talk to us about your college basketball play. Well, see, so yeah, this one will not cash with eight minutes left, unfortunately, because we are playing an under, not an over. You will have to sweat the entire 40 minutes of action here. But it is the marquee matchup of McNeese State and Michigan here. We're going under 145 and a half. I made this number 139. Uh, I got a lot of things working for us here. First of all, Michigan been an extreme over team this year, 10 and 2. Numbers are starting to adjust a little bit. Now we have the long layoff here with 
the holiday break. Michigan hasn't played a basketball game in 10 days. McNeese State has not played in 12 days. Uh, that is a significant layoff for younger college kids coming back. I think it impacts the offensive efficiency more than the defensive efficiency while you are rested. Uh, now, when we look at the pace of play, which is the most critical thing in betting totals and basketball in general, uh, this McNeese State team, 350th in terms of pace, Michigan wants to play slow as well. They will play up when they're playing a pace up spot, which they've faced a number of so far early in this season. That's going to slow down as they get into conference play. It's going to slow down when they get to this matchup here. Both of these teams well below average in terms of free throws, uh, both the rate in which they shoot them, the success in which they have shooting them. And then when you look at the foul rates, the defensive foul rates on either side, these teams do not foul often. I like the under in this one. Again, I made it 139. I uh, go under 145 and a half here. All right. I love the play. And by the way, I don't think I mentioned Chip. Forgive me. I, I should have mentioned it right off the bat. So did I mention it? Maybe maybe I did. He's a, yeah, I did. I did mention that he was over at the Sugar Bowl. Uh, he's already he's already there. He's going he's going to be doing some HQ hits so you can find him on HQ, uh, but he'll be back next Friday. So no worries there. And do we have Danny or is somebody challenging you showdown wise? They're dying for it in the chat. They're banging on the walls. They're scratching and clawing. So you know what? I'll I'll give it to them. I'll engage. Cheesy. I, I try to make the viewers of the show this money, not take their money. But if you want to do this, you know I'm about it. So Snake, play the music. Whoa. Wow. Big Cheesy. I mean, he's basically a part of the show. I mean, this guy, Big Cheesy, you are in here every single day. You have earned the rights uh, to have a showdown with with one of the crew on the show. Uh, Buckets, did you have something as well? I mean, I don't know if Danny wants to double down on this, but I will always back my boy Big Cheesy here. I don't even know what the play was, but I will blindly tail Big Cheesy to the ends of the earth. So, Danny, if you're up for it, make sure you unmute here. Are you down for that? What would, what would it be, DSD, double showdown? Is that what we're calling it? I mean, showdown me on something else. I'll have like seven more NFL picks. I'm going to triple down on the Derek Carr. It doesn't <laughs> sound that great, to be honest. But I, I am confident. I like the play. But I'm not putting my six units on it. Yeah, that's understandable. Fair. Very understandable. Uh, it's not hard to find Danny's picks on Sportsline or on the early edge. So you got plenty to choose from there, Buckets. Speaking of plenty to choose from, let's take a look at the recap screen. Let's look at our picks. Missouri, Ohio State, first half under 24 and a half. Again, I think you can wait on that. I think it settles at 24 and a half, but clearly some books are posting 25 and a half right now. I also have a lean to Missouri in that game. Danny Brasco has the Saints on Sunday plus two and a half, and he's got a showdown for it. Cardinals plus 12 and minus 108, uh, like those contrarian plays. Mike McClure, Michigan, McNeese State under 145 and a half. Bucket, Southampton team total over two and a half. And we got our site plays, Clemson minus three and a half. And then tomorrow at 12, I believe, we've got Ole Miss plus four and a half. All right, we had a showdown. We had plenty of picks. We had plenty of leans. We talked about some of the marquee matchups, including the Saturday night game, Detroit and the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sure we'll have more picks on Sportsline when it comes to that. I'm sure one of you or some of you are going to tweet at me and say, hey, we got a first touchdown score for that game, and I'm sure I will respond to that when I come up with one, a long shot indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. On behalf of Mike McClure, Danny Brasco, 
buckets. Jake the Snake on the ones and twos. We're wishing you a great weekend, a great Friday. I'll see you next Sunday for our NFL kickoff show, but don't forget the player prop show today at 4 o'clock, and I believe we have Inside the Lines later today as well. Thank you for joining us. Have a great weekend. Stay positive. Say hi to a stranger. Give somebody a high five. I'm the Counselor of Cash. This is The Early Edge, and we rest our case. 